Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I am just checking in on you. Um, it is, uh, it's Friday. Hey, man, what kind of fucking example are you setting for a work ethic if you're doing your Thursday podcast on a Friday, man? Uh, my apologies. I um, had a crazy couple of days. Um, I did quite arguably, I think my favorite show or venue I've ever done. I was out in, uh, I keep forgetting what the, because they both begin with F. I was in Forest Hills, Queens at the original tennis club. I thought I was the one, Arthur Ashe, you know, where they had the U.S. Open since I've been watching. But this was the original one um, that, like, they, they had the U.S. Open there until 1977, which means uh, it was probably the Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe, uh, Chris Everett, before she was Chris Everett Lloyd, um, you know, all of that type of stuff. I don't know. But it was um, built in like the 1920s or something. Like the, outs- the whole outside of it was like made out of stone. It reminded me of when I went to the Yale Bowl or Harvard Stadium. It was just sort of that era of um, stadiums. It was incredible. And they had these amazing pictures uh, of the Beatles landing there. This is on one of their earlier tours before they played Shea Stadium. They did a gig there. Uh, They landed in this fucking giant, awkward-looking helicopter. And they had a picture of Jimi Hendrix there on stage. Um, But it was just a fucking magical place. There was a whole bunch of people there, but it felt like I was in front of... I just felt like I was in, like, a comedy club. And uh, Keith Robinson went on first... And absolutely murdered. I had Josh Adam Myers introduced, been playing the, um, what do you call it, the uh, the trailer for the movie I'm working on, Old Dads. That did great. And I came out at, like, it was basically dusk. And while I was up there, the sun went all the way down. And um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, it was just, out of all the crazy places I performed in New York City, I think that that's, it, I'm not, it's not even think. It is. It's my favorite venue. Um, so thank you to everybody that came out there. Uh, it was it was awesome, and it gave me a, a big boost of confidence for the uh, Fenway gig I have to do. When I go up to Boston, I'm hanging out here in New York for a couple more days, um, and then, I don't know, work my way up to fucking Boston and do that crazy show. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got going on, man. Other than that, I've been trying to hit the fucking ellipticals, you know? And uh, other than that, I don't know what to tell you. I tried to keep up with uh, what's going on with old old Donnie boy. The feds are breaking into your apartment. Um, I picked up a New York Post because I always liked that. I always liked their... Uh, their sports page better than the Daily News. And um, the front, they were, you know, it's fucking hilarious. This guy's going like, you know, if Donald Trump runs again, he's going to be president and blah, 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 which I don't really argue that, but it's just like the guy sounded excited by it. (laughs) It's just like, 
I honestly, I, I have to say since Bill Clinton, I think this is, this is a, I, I've, this very rare human beings out there that just can repeatedly fuck up and be complete scumbags and people just don't seem to see it. Bill Clinton was one. Donald Trump is another. I just don't fucking understand. I just wish we could somehow get out of this vortex of fucking morons on both sides. Um, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. At least Bill Clinton could give a speech, but he just, the shit that the guy was doing, he was just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but like, Trump doesn't even sound smart. That's what, I, I, I got to give the nod to him. As far as being able to fucking snow people, you know? I guess he said a long time ago, he said only... Uh, only criminals plead the fifth or something like that. And then they, they get him there and he fucking pled the fifth like 90 times. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, none of it's going to land. None of it will land with his supporters because no one on the news channel they watch will bring it up. The same way I listened to people that supported Obama who watched CNN and they didn't know half the fucking shit he was doing. It's really, uh, they got to shut down those two news networks. They're keeping, they just won't, they just tow the fucking company line for a political party. It's not fucking news. I know, I've been saying this for fucking ever, but it just blows my mind. In fact, after my show, I had made fun of both of them, and I met somebody, this firefighter guy, and I said something, made something. he goes, oh, you mean CNN? I go, no, I mean both of them. And he just sort of stared at me. I go, you're not one of those people who just watches one of those news networks, are you? And he's like, no, no, all the politicians lie. I'm like, yes, you are. You fucking... Ugh. I get it. You know, what it is? you know what CNN and Fox News are? They're easy listening for people on either side. You know what I mean? They just kind of say how you see the world, I guess. Um, oh, is that what it is, Bill? Did you fucking break down the news networks, you fucking non-reading cunt? Um, I actually, uh, I had a really fucking good time, um, the night before my set, uh, my set out in Queens, where I, I went up, I did a set at the stand, and then I went over and I did a set at the cellar, and, um... It's, I don't know. I, I, I've been having like this this thing where I'm, I'm especially in New York, because New York, they definitely get like quiet. And uh, I'm sitting there going like, all right, so what's going on? I, I've been blaming them for a while that they're all fucking doing that that stupid white woke thing which is basically you're still not helping out anybody who isn't white, but you're just sort of groaning shit. <laughs> and that makes you an ally and somehow makes people who aren't white lives better. I don't know. I don't really understand what it is, but it's, it's you know, it's the typical sort of uh, white liberal thing. Like, I didn't really do anything, but I still think I'm amazing and I'm fixing the problem, right? Um I have a friend from Honduras. 
Um, that means I'm a good person. Um, so I was up there, and it wasn't going well. I mean, granted, I was doing this bit on domestic violence. Um, but the level with which that they pulled back or anything, uh, I kind of had to admit, like, dude, you just... You're just the old comic now. It's kind of what it was. I remember when I was in my 20s and a comic in his 50s went on stage and he did he, he wouldn't do well. <laughs> I'm in my 50s now. But it was but what's amazing is it's like inverted. Like when I was in my 20s, the 50-year-old guy was like a cornball. And now and the younger people were just like uh, and they weren't laughing because what he was saying was corny. Now it's gone the other way where I feel like they're not laughing because I'm coming off like a monster. <laughs> but it's still the same thing. It's still the, oh, come on, Grandpa. You know, but it's it's just kind of like a different fucking vibe when I'm up there. So I just... And I was talking to other older comics about it, and they were like, no, these kids today, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, nah, dude, no, that's, we're old. We're old. When we were younger, we looked at people our age, and they weren't funny, or they would, we couldn't relate to them. We're fucking 30 years older than they are, you know, or whatever. Um, so that was kind of a fun thing, but I was able to... Um, work out some jokes and I was telling some stories about growing up in Boston and stuff, trying to kind of get those things up on their feet. Cause I'd like to do a few, uh, Boston stories when I do Fenway. Is that the lovely Nene? No. no? Um, anyways, at some point my wife has to walk in on this podcast and she hasn't been on the podcast. I feel like in a year. And when I go on the road, that's what, that's what everybody says to me. Like, I miss Nia being on the podcast. I can't listen to your f- fucking dumb voice anymore. Um, I'm assuming that was my mother-in-law that just answered me. Or a very confident cleaning woman. <laughs> so it's like, Nini, is that you? And I just hear, no. It is me. It is you. It is you, because I was like, that didn't sound like your mom. And I was like, is that a very confident, cleaning lady? Nia, they miss you on the podcast. I know. I haven't been in so long. I miss you guys, too. I got to tell you something. What are we talking about? I don't know. We should talk about... I got to go back over. We got to talk about how fucking hot you're looking. Oh, my goodness. Nia has been a goddamn gym rat. Ugh. Huh? You've been killing it. Yeah. I've been trying. You're trying. You're doing more than trying. <laughs> you look great. Look at you walking around here, looking good. <laughs> walking around. Yeah, boosting my ego. Yeah, I went to New York, and I realized that I am an old comedian. Oh, is that what it took for you going to New York? Because I could have told you that, baby. <laughs> Why? Why be that mean this early in the morning? <laughs> no, they weren't. Oh, look who it is. Oh, my goodness. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Hi. Way in here. Hey, I thought I had the door closed. You didn't. Choo choo train. Can you say hi, daddy? Can you say hi, daddy? He doesn't care. Um, see, I just don't connect with young people anymore. I'm old. What's that? 
All right, I gotta, I gotta do the rest of this, and I won't, I'm gonna be saying the bad words. Hi, hi, Jack. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. You doing good? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I gotta do my podcast. All right. All right? Say bye bye. Bye bye. Come on. Bye bye. Let's go find sister. Come on. Oi. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you later. I tell you what's funny, we're staying in this hotel here in uh, New York, right? And uh, I didn't realize how, you know, once again, I just realized how loud my kids are, and I am, like, really lenient, just overcorrecting for the childhood I had. And uh, I've realized I need to have... I got to get a little more respect out here on the ice because people are just taking liberties. Yeah, my kids just look at me. I'm like, hey, 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 and they just kind of keep doing it. They just laugh. Because they think I'm fucking around. Because I I don't know. I just try to make them laugh. And I've realized that I can't do that every time. Because then when I actually want them to behave, they're just looking at me like, oh, this is a bit. He's screwing around again. And whatever he tells me to do, I do the opposite. Then he chases me. And then I get to laugh. And blah, 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 blah. So whatever. I'll I'll... You know, I just don't like yelling at them. But I swear to God, sometimes they, a kid doesn't hear you until you just yell, hey. You know, what I'm talking about is how my kids don't respect me. When I tell them this, did you notice that last night when I was telling them to stop? They just kept going. Yeah, but I, you know, I jumped in there. And I was like, hey. I know. I'm like the good cop. You're the big. Yeah, you're the, you're the bad cop. I'm, I'm definitely the bad cop. You're not the bad cop. You're the cop that's respected. I'm the rookie. All right, I'll see you guys. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'd rather be a pushover than be that fucking dad everybody's afraid of. <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, so, anyway, oh, I didn't get back to, to the... Uh, to doing the show. Uh, yeah, so I worked with Keith Robinson, which I haven't done a road gig with him in fucking forever. He came out and absolutely destroyed. And, um, you know, it kind of gave me confidence. That, All right, this is a great crowd. This is going to be a good time. And uh, But just like the history there is incredible. And um, they have this thing where... They got this little garden thing in the back, and whoever performs there before you, whatever artist was there, leaves something in the garden for the next act, and they make like a video, and then you have to do it for the the next act after that. And uh, the guy who played it before me was LL Cool J, which was fucking wild. So he left some something for me. It was actually kind of funny. Um, so. I mean, I'm literally in Queens, and I'm playing a place that LL Cool J just played. It was just fucking the whole night. And I'm looking on the wall and seeing a picture of Jimi Hendrix playing there. It was fucking, uh, it was amazing. And I had a bunch of friends that all came out. Um, so many people throughout the years. another thing, too. I was just thinking, like, God, look at all the fucking great people I've met throughout the years in this business. Um... They're all great people. They're all happy for me. We all had a great hang afterward. Um, 
and then I went into the city. The only thing that was missing from the city was was a cigar at the end of the night, but it was just it was uh, I don't know. It was just too friggin' hot out. Um, but fortunately, the heat wave broke before I, I, you know, the day before it was like a hundred degrees, and this the night I did it was only like sort of in like the eighties, which seemed like like the air conditioning was on after the fucking hundred degree day. But I will tell you, one thing that kind of sucks is New York is it's I hope it doesn't go too far the other way. It definitely is getting its vibe back again, meaning you can get fucked up and you gotta gotta watch it, you know? Like I had a nice watch on and I said to the guy down the stand, I go, Hey, I'm gonna walk over to the cellar. Am I all right with this watch out there? And he's like, uh, you know, I mean you you should be all right. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, it's going in my pocket. And then he was telling me, uh, you know, kind of like from the flat iron building up, that's where you got to watch out for. And it's just like, yeah, that's where the prey is. That's all the touristy areas that people are checking out, you know, and looking at their phones and not paying attention. So uh, I also noticed, you know, as we came out of the Lincoln Tunnel, the squeegee guys are back. Like, I haven't seen the squeegee guys since the fucking 1990s. And that was the old hustle where you'd come out, you'd stop at a red light, and they would just walk up and start washing your windshield whether you wanted it or not. And then if you didn't give them any money, they had some piece of something, a piece, you know, a key or piece of metal, and as you drove away, they just would put it against your car and scratch your car. Uh, really, you know, sort of like higher-level capitalism you know, kind of like, I mean, they, they're operating on the same level of like, you know, Monsanto or like banks, you know, like when Monsanto's like, you know, we own all the seeds. If our seeds blow onto your property and land, we're going to sue you for using our seeds. Um, they actually got away with doing that, suing mom and pop fucking farms. And nothing happened to them. Absolutely nothing fucking happened to them. And way more comedians got in trouble for telling jokes than than those guys taking people's farms away and taking control of the food supply, owning the seeds and turning genetically modifying our food supply and turning so much of our food supply into actual fucking poison. Nothing. What happened to them? Nothing. I think you can actually if you say that like on TV, you can get sued by them. Like there's something if you actually say what they're doing, you, they can sue you. <laughs> but for some reason they're not a problem they're not a fucking problem um but anyway i'm back here east coast i went to an oyster bar last night oh my god i went to a fucking oyster bar and it's the first time in a while that i wish i was drinking because they had Sam Adams Summer Ale on tap. I was just like, oh, my God, an ice-cold fucking Summer Ale with a half a dozen oysters. Oh, it was fucking delicious, and I had a little bit of calamari. I'm having a calamari, what you having? Um, it was kind of like the perfect uh, little summertime meal. It's funny. I never get oysters during the winter. I always just To me, that's always like a summertime thing, you know? I think that goes back to being uh, just like growing up in Massachusetts. Well, I never used to eat oysters when I was a kid, but like, I don't know, we would always seem to end up, you know, going down the Cape or something in the summer and you always get fish or some shit like that. So anyway, 
Um, thank you to everybody that came out to that show in Queens. Thank you to the crew that worked there that told me about the place. Um, I mean, you should have seen the... Uh, I had, like, no idea this place even existed. I just thought the whole time the U.S. Open was played where they, where they play it now. And um, in Flushing, right? Is that Flushing? And, but I had no idea that they played it in Forest Hills first and that there's the whole Forest Hills, like, tennis club. You should have seen that, that building. I mean, it was, it was just incredible. I wanted to take a tour of that. And it had this really cool, like, old-school just look about it slash almost reminded me of the hotel that was in The Shining, which, by the way, is a gorgeous hotel. It's just that Jack Nicholson goes in there and loses his fucking mind. If you can just get past the movie, it's a beautiful hotel. And this seemed to be like the same era of architecture. And I, I really, really thought it was fucking gorgeous. Um, so I don't know. Who knows? If I ever get to play there again, I think I'm going to come in a day early and maybe take a tour of the tennis club and uh, take a look a little bit more of the venue but um, I can't even describe you what it was like to be on that stage with, like, it was dust, so the sun was already over the horizon, but all the colors were up in the sky. It was fucking unbelievable. Um, and then it was kind of funny with all of that beauty. I was up there doing shit jokes. <laughs> so, all right, let me get to the advertising here. The advertising. All right. We, what do we got here? Who do we got here? Oh, it's Simply Safe, everybody. You know, here's a question. Is there anything that matters more than the safety of you and your loved ones? Of course not. Uh, well, what about the safety of everybody, man? So isn't it strange that many home security companies don't act that way? This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. The advanced security technology helps me sleep at night, and they always put me and my family's safety first. Here's why I love it. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents uh, call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. Even if you're not home... What the fuck just happened? Even if you're not home... Uh, or can't be reached. Simply Safe monitoring agents truly care about your well-being and are highly trained to keep you calm and safe during stressful situations. Uh, staying on the line with you until help arrives. Simply Safe's customers customer first policy makes sure that you you're taken care of with affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day and no long-term contracts or hidden fees because feeling safe at home shouldn't break the bank. Customize the perfect system for uh, for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash burr. Go today and claim a free indoor free indoor security system plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to uh, simplysafe.com slash burr. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash burr. Oh, and look who it is, everybody. <clears throat> One of my favorites here, Butcher Box, everyone. You know, this summer, and by the way, the summer goes to October now with global warming. Uh, this summer, add some power players to your grilling lineup with ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a subscription service that delivers high-quality meat and seafood right to your doorstep. Choose from a carefully curated selection of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught Atlantis, Atlantic wait, wild-caught seafood. You don't know what it's going to do with more and more. 
Convenience. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Free shipping for the continental U.S. No antibiotics or added hormones. Pack fresh and ship frozen for convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. Customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. High-quality meat, delicious, 100% grass-fed, beef-free, range organic chicken, pork raised, crate-free. Wild-caught seafood, unbeatable value, less than 6 bucks per meal on average. Uh, get summer sizzling started with this special Butcher Barch deal for our listeners. Free bacon for life, for the life of your membership. They're just going to throw some bacon in there every time you do it, every time you order it, plus $100 off. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash burr and use the code Bonus 100 to get one pack of free bacon in every box for uh, for the life of your membership, plus $100 off your first order. That's butcherbox.com slash burr, and use the code BONUS100, B-O-N-U-S-100, to claim this deal. Um, I'll tell you a claim that I thought was pretty wild was uh, the Tesla guy, whose name escapes me, um... What do I think? Mosh. Nash. Musk. Elon Musk. Elon! Um, Elon Musk was saying that um, he made a claim on a podcast that the birthing rate was way down with young people and that basically the world population was going to nosedive and that we were all going to go extinct. Rather than it being some big nuclear war, he thought we were just going to go extinct because everyone was going to stop having babies. And i got to be honest with you, that had to have been one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. You know, he goes like, "That's we're just going to go out with like a whimper. It's like, you don't think when people notice that we're becoming extinct that people won't then have babies? Maybe, did you ever think why they're not having babies? Maybe they're not having babies because they don't want to bring them into this fucked up world. If the population went down significantly and we could reverse what the fuck we're doing to the planet, maybe more people would feel like there's a reason to bring a life into the world. I don't think that everyone's just, just going to sit around going, well, no one's having babies. Looks like we're all going to go extinct. <laughs> I have a new theory, okay? Smart people who go on podcasts are not that smart, all right? They're campaigning to be smart. That Neil deGrasse Tyson, I mean, when is he, when is he looking through a fucking microscope? Every time you see the guy, he's fucking on a podcast. I'm on a podcast. I went to summer school. I'm a moron, right? And then somebody else, oh, look at me. I'm going to make a fucking I'm going to make a fucking spaceship that goes to Mars. You're going to do it? You're going to sit down and do it or do you have the ability to organize and delegate it where the really smart people that are making it don't have time to go on a fucking podcast. All of these fucking doctors and shit going on podcast. Shouldn't they be like what? Hey, some comedian wants you to go on his podcast. I'm too busy curing cancer or trying to. I don't have time to go on and fucking try to explain what I'm doing to somebody with a fucking high school education. 
I don't know, but I'm dumb. Maybe, like, that's what it is. I don't think, like, doctors who are on TV are that good at their job. I don't think fucking uh, therapists that host their own fucking talk show, I don't think they really give a shit about the mental health of other people. I just don't, I don't think they do. There's just something about it where it's just like, shouldn't you be, like, going out there, like, I'm not saying all of it. Like, I think chefs that are on TV are good at what they do. I'm not saying that they're the best, you know? I mean, I'm in this business. I know how that works. Just because you're on TV doesn't mean you're the best at what you do. Maybe you're the best at the business. Or maybe you caught a break. Or maybe you know somebody. But um, that whole fucking theory that, like, people are just going to stop having babies and, like, that's why we're going to go to extinct, it's got to be the dumbest thing. Uh, I've ever heard in my life because if that was actually the case then there really wouldn't be an abortion debate because there'd be no fucking babies to abort right um, now listen I know I don't have a shiny face in my own car company but I'm just going to say I don't think that that's the smartest theory out there oh my god shots fired alright I'm not even upset with Elon Musk. I'm just ex- upset with other mouth-breathing morons like myself that we never question people like that. Well, you just kind of sit there going, like, or at least I don't. I just go, well, that guy's really successful. He must know things. And then every once in a while, I was like, well, if he's really that successful, what the fuck is he doing talking to people like me? Oh, who gives a shit? Um, anyway, so I'm going to go up to Boston, uh, spend like a week out up there and uh, before my gig at Fenway and I'm going to try to one night sneak out to Fenway to go see me Red Sox. Oh, what about the fucking Patriots? I actually watched uh, they had a preseason game against the Giants. Huh? Preseason football. What would you do? Um, We looked all right, man. We had some uh, nice plays on defense and all that. You know, it's preseason. I didn't fucking watch the whole thing. Um, but I thought we looked, uh, we looked pretty solid. It wasn't like an ugly game. And, uh, I thought on both sides, uh, you know, I thought the Giants had some good looking players and all of that. So we shall see. Very excited. Very fucking excited. The first goddamn preseason football game. Here we go. It's going down again. And, uh, I'm going to be on the other side of my big gigs. And um, be, I'll be on, like, when when football season starts, the Fenway gig will be behind me and my, the movie will be blocked. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I have one plan and one plan only for the fall. Well, actually, two plans. I, I'm going to sp- just be home spending time with my family and I am watching football. I'm going to watch the most fucking football I've watched since I didn't study in high school when I was a kid. And I remember I would be watching football and my dad would come in to motivate me to study. He would just come in and he would walk in the room and he would just scream at the top of his lungs. He'd go, study! (laughs) (laughs) Then I'd have to shut up the TV and go, well, you know, this was pre-Oprah and Dr. Phil, so like that was what parenting was back then. It was because of that shit that now I have so overcorrected 
that like now my kids, my kids treat me like, you know, those, you know, those, those young kids when they have like a, one of those fucking super fast motorcycles and a cop turns on his siren and they just sort of turn around and give him the finger and then take off and make a fucking YouTube video. Yeah, my kids kind of have that element. So I got to get, a, I got to, uh, I got to make a couple of arrests. Um, but uh, I'm a big, I'm a big fucking softy. So um, I am, and I kind of sometimes defer to my wife because I know that they'll listen to her. And I'm just sort of like, I got to undo this. I've sort of painted myself as the third child, you know this big, bald, bearded child that never moved out. So I'm going to correct that. Um, I just got to figure... I got to figure out how to do it in a way that it's not a bunch of screaming and yelling because that's the only way I know because that's what I grew up with. So I, I got to learn how to do like a, a... I don't know. I just don't want to go above like going, hey, 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 hey. I don't go above that, you know? When I was a kid, the dads from my era, when they would yell at you, you'd pee a little bit. <laughs> you a little kid. <laughs> anyway, that is the podcast. Once again, I can't thank uh, people enough for coming out there and going to that show. It was, um, it was so much fucking fun. It was so much fun, and I really hope... I get to do something like that again. And if I don't, I'm so thankful that I did it. It was absolutely fucking awesome. So that's it. Uh, go Red Sox. Go Patriots. Um, and, oh, my God, it's a beautiful day out. It's a beautiful day out. I'm going to put my watch in my pocket and walk around New York. All right, everybody, enjoy the music. Picked out by Andrew Themelis, the great Andrew Themelis. And we have a bonus half-hour episode of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from a podcast a few years ago. I'll see you. Monday morning podcast for Monday, August 11th, 2014. Jesus fucking Christ. I was going to record this thing Sunday night. It's Sunday afternoon. You know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, I got invited to a fucking pool party. Now, I love the pool. I love the sun, I love swimming and all that, but I, I don't like going to pool parties. I like going to a pool where there's a fence and no one can see me in my pasty body. So I'm going to go over there and look like a fucking giant piece of chalk in a pair of fucking swim shorts. But uh, So I figure maybe I'll have a couple of beers, at which point, you know, old man like me sitting in the sun drinking some beers. Um, this podcast would be an absolute shit show. And some of you probably thinking, oh, you know, that you should have done it. Dude, dude, that would have been epic. Make a complete ass of yourself as opposed to the usual. Go fuck yourself. Get some goddamn friends. You know, get some fucking friends and, and, and watch them make an ass of themselves. Not this guy. Not this guy. Not this week. <laughs> he points to himself, slapping himself in the chest. Um, 
I actually, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. I could have been an Olympic swimmer, but um, I just couldn't get over the embarrassment I had and the shame of standing in front of a crowd of people. <laughs> With my pasty torso and legs, my giant head, but, uh, you know, and my, my little Tommy Lee leather underpants that I'm going to fucking wear as you're fucking swimming across the pool. But uh, I was actually a really good swimmer, you know? I was a really good swimmer. Oh, I could have been a professional swimmer. Is fucking Verzi still going off on this shit? The classic Verzi. Out of nowhere, I'm minding my own business. Paul Verzi, by the way, from the Verzi Effect podcast. Um, he just out of nowhere. He makes a classic Verzi statement, which is it's just it's through the fucking roof. Through the stratosphere, right out into the goddamn uh, Milky Way. He said, no sport in history will ever be as psychological and as mental as golf. He could have just said as uh, psychological as golf. He, but he was trying to sound smart, so he had and as mental. Nothing could be as sugary and sugarish as a sugar cookie. Thank you, Paul. So, of course, I got to knock him down. I got to knock down the statements, and this is what I wrote back. I wrote, pussies, uh, sissiest sport ever, complete waste of time. And uh, I just started going off on it, and he was trying to defend it. He goes, well, dude, you know, maybe if you played it. If you played it, you'd understand it. It's like, I've played it. I caddied for three summers. You know, it's fucking, it's exercise for nerds. That's all it is. I'm not saying that the people at the top fucking level that some of them aren't good athletes, okay? But I think the average professional golfer, would you want to see Phil Mickelson throw a football? You know, I'm not, maybe he could. Maybe he could surprise some people. But just generally speaking, look at that guy. That guy is a champion in that sport. Look at him. With the fucking, fucking man tit sweat. You know? You ever go down to a fucking golf course, right? And you just look at the average foursome that's sitting there waiting to tee off. Does anybody, anybody even look remotely athletic? They're not. You got a stick and you're hitting a fucking ball that isn't moving because baseball was too difficult. He's going to throw it fast and try to get a pen. Not even baseball, fucking wiffle ball was too difficult for you. So you went down, you bought some Three Stooges silly-ass fucking outfit, and you go down there with your cleats for whatever fucking reason. You know, like you're cutting back against the grain, trying to pick up a couple of extra yards. You're not. You could go down and fucking flip-flops, and you could go play a round of fucking golf. You know? Hitting a ball that isn't moving. That's and I'm not saying it's not fucking difficult. Who gives a shit? Dude, it's so mental. It's so mental. You walk up, you're standing over the ball, you got all that time to think about. Think about what? Golf is on the same level as trying to catch a fly with chopsticks. Yeah, it's difficult. But who gives a fuck? Dude, I gotta sink this putt. Uh, if I don't sink this putt, uh, if I sink this putt, I'll break a hundred. What if you don't? Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Yeah, dude, I shot at 99. Nobody cares. Nobody cares but other unathletic 
fuck or, or former athletes who had too many fucking hoagies and now this is their idea or they're in a miserable marriage so they go down to this fucking men's club they go down there and have a couple of beers and they stand around right scratching their balls through the pocket of their fucking pants house keys jingling right just psyched to be out of the house it's a fucking reason to get away from your wife that's all it is okay but enough with this horse shit Okay, and I know I'm not saying that there aren't people out there, you know, that are in great shape, that are professional golfers, and all of that. I'm I'm not saying that. Okay, but you look at the average champion in golf. Look at Bubba Watson. Does that guy look like he's ever done like curls, a push up, anything? He just looks how he looks. You know, he uh, he's got that you know sort of sunken in chest with I have a couple of donuts every once in a while, a little fucking flab around the middle. I know I'm going to get a ton of shit for this, but I don't care. I am so fucking sick of everybody who plays golf. Rich Voss is good at golf. From the Rich and Bonnie, My Wife Hates Me podcast. I'm, this way I'm hyping all the podcasts this week. I'm shitting on golf. Rich Voss is actually, from what I heard, not only good at golf, he is an excellent golfer. Rich Voss, with his little hands... You wouldn't want to see Rich Voss go over the middle and try and catch a football. Do you think those little hands could go up and grab it as some cornerback's coming in, timing it to knock his fucking head off? He'd probably stop slurring if it happened. But anyways, it fucking come in and, and hit him right. That's not a mental game. That's not a mind fuck. Jumping up in the air, looking the other direction, trying to catch a flying object as somebody else who's trained to knock you out, is coming in. Give me a fucking break. This is what I love about golf. The average fucking cunt who plays that game is such, is so horrible. So fucking bad at that game. Dude, go to a golf course. It is a fucking shit show. Fucking shit show. You go down to play pickup hockey. You go down to play pickup hoop. You see athletes. You see athletic people. You go to a golf course, it is a fucking shit show. Looks like one of those fat camp shows. You wait for somebody to come stepping out of the bushes, telling everybody what house they're going to live in over the next three months. Here's another thing about fucking golf. Oh, I'm on a tear here. Here's another thing about golf. I've never seen a fucking sport where every year they're trying to win. There's so many non-athletic uncoordinated fuckheads playing that game that every year they got to try to improve the the equipment to make up for how bad everybody sucks. Somehow make the fucking golf ball go further. Somehow build a club to compensate for somebody's fucking man tits as they come around. Do they they redesign a football every year so you can throw it farther? (laughs) When are they finally going to get the equipment to catch up with how unathletic the average golfer is and somebody can actually keep it on the fucking course? Look, I'm not saying, you know, go out, have a couple of beers and smoke some stogies. It's a, it's great guy time away from the ladies or whatever. I'm not saying that. But I am so fucking fed up with everybody trying to justify it first as a sport. All right? Let's get into this dumb argument, like what makes a sport a sport. Um, my thing is if there's not somebody across from you 
trying to beat the living shit out of you? Um, I, 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 or, or just stop you? I don't, I don't think it's a sport. And I don't want to hear golfers, yeah, the person trying to stop you is yourself, man. That happens in every fucking sport. Okay? Every fucking sport. Okay, you, you want to go up there against Roger Clemens at the height of his roid, roided out fucking period and the, and the guy in front of you just before you went up went yard on the guy? You want to be that next guy fucking digging into the box as that guy's out there fucking grinding his teeth? You want to talk about a mind fuck trying to guess? Yeah, I'm going to guess which side of my fucking head he's going to throw at. You're telling me standing over that goddamn ball is a bunch of other fat fucks are staring at you? Is difficult with your space age designed f- fucking driver. These fucking cuts. This is when you know you suck. Every year you got a new driver. Dude, I got a new one. Yeah, the even bigger Bertha. Oh, the fucking lazy fucks. They can't even carry their own bags. You know, they got some fucking little fucking Taiwanese kid carrying double bags as they walk down or they drive around in their little golf carts. Driving right up to the ball. And then the mind game starts again. Give me a fucking break. All right. Fuck golf. All right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. This is the Monday Morning Podcast, everybody. And, uh, you know, I say a lot of dumb things. And they go on for a long time. That's basically what happens here. Uh, I want to thank everybody last week uh, that enjoyed the fact that I called Orange is the new black. I called it Clam Oz. I just think their title's a little long. Um, I, I've actually tried to watch a couple episodes uh, of that show, and I just, I don't know. I just think that the, that white girl should be getting the living shit kicked out of her a lot more. Like, she, she I, I started to watch the pilot, and she just didn't have a, enough of a uh, I-can-fucking-handle-myself background that, you know, Every time I drop in, I just feel like she should be painting somebody's toenails. <laughs> she never is. She's fucking having arguments with people. They would just grab her by her fucking hair and spin her around the head like a helicopter and throw her in the fucking corner and then just do unspeakable things to her. She'd be having a horrific time. She wouldn't have the time to give monologues. You know, I'm shitting on a show I barely watched. And, uh, you know, which goes good. Because I'm shitting on a sport I've barely played. I tried playing it. I was fucking bored shitless. I used to caddy at this uh, this country club when I was a youngster. I did it. Uh, I did it a couple times, and, I, and there was a handful of people that were actually athletic. They were actually uh, guys, guys, social, and they were good. They were good golfers, and the rest of them, oh, with their stupid fucking. Thigh-high Argyle horse socks with their matching fucking I'm selling newspaper hats. Coming out there with their big puffy and away we go pants. Oh, those guys were the fucking worst. You didn't make any money. Sometimes you try to go out again, but, you know, half the time you go out with such a fucking hack. And it had nothing to do with golf, just blaming the sport. It's like, oh, you suck at golf? What sport are you good at? Huh? Accounting? Fucking asshole. You'd be better at counting how many dimples are on that golf ball than actually. Why don't you start with fucking, uh, I don't know what. 
I don't I don't know. I think if you're going to play golf, you should you should have to be able to play polo first. If you can handle a horse, it'd be hand-eye coordination to fucking whack that ball as you're riding on that fucking beast and its nostrils flaring. Then I'll entertain that maybe you're athletic when you go to walk out on the course. But other than that, with the hazards and the dumbass fucking rules, you know, here's another thing, too. And then everybody goes out and they fucking cheat all the time. And there's gimmies and all of that. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Fuck all of that. I do like golf courses. I like them from the air. It gives planes and helicopters a place to land <laughs> if they ever get in trouble. Other than that, it's just a complete, it's just a fucking waste of time. Um, all right, Bill, you've made your goddamn point. Um, fuck, what was I just going to talk about? I'd started to go into something else. Yeah, I don't have any questions for this week. I don't have, I don't have anything. I'm I'm just trying to fuck. I'm trying to energy my way through this thing. Uh let's let's do a little uh We'll do a little advertising here, okay? If you thought that that was horrific, wait till you hear me try and read out loud. How many we got this week? We got uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. All right, well, <clears throat> all right. Back to the podcast. Did any of that last part make any sense? Um, all right. Let's get what what other moron moronic shit can I talk about? Um, well, what did I do this week? I went on a long hike this morning. Somebody sent me a nice article about uh, the, the health benefits of hiking, which is just like golfing without all the douchebags. <laughs> you don't have to keep score, everybody. If you just want to go walking, just go, just go hike. Do you know what's weird is uh, they actually issued a warning out here for certain parks that, uh, that women should not be hiking alone because – Evidently, there's one or two perverts that are riding by on bicycles, grabbing ass and titties as they go by. And uh, I know that that's wrong, but like, what what do you what do you think? Like, what kind of a fucking game plan? I mean, we all like ass and titties, right? Why wouldn't you just walk up and say hello? Try an opening line. Say how beautiful her eyes are, like. I hated going to school, but if I could go to school and become a psychologist and just or a cop who in, when they finally catch this hunk of shit, um, who's kidding who? This damaged child that now has become an adult, you know, that can afford a bicycle. Um, like I don't understand. Are they fat? No, because that wouldn't work. Cause they're on a bike. I'm thinking like. They just, I bet the person's small. If I, I'm going to try to break down what I think this person looks like here. I'm going to do a little police work, all right? I think the dude is small because he's worried that after he sexually assaults the woman by grabbing a boob or a butt, uh, she's, she has the chance of beating the shit out of him. So I think he's a smaller fella. Um, <laughs> he's just coming riding down the fucking hill. Riding down the hill with his dick standing up. <laughs> That's one of the scariest things I think I could ever think of. I wonder if he yells as he comes by. <laughs> he just reaches out and grabs her ass. Oh, the titties. I mean, that's fucking horrible. 
What is now when they catch this guy and he goes to jail? Anybody who goes to jail for uh, for you know, you know, any uh, pedophiles or rapists, anything sexually fucked up, they have a rough time. So, like, what would they do with him? You know, what would be the uh, the punishment? I mean, he doesn't deserve an ass raping for that, does he? Because if he deserves an ass raping, then what, what the fuck does the ass raper deserve? I mean, it's a very slippery slope. It's almost like, you know, doing your stand-up act. You can't start with your closing bit. You got nowhere to go. You can't be on 10. This guy deserves, like, what? I'm going to ask ladies, like, what do you think this guy deserves? God knows what them. It's never enough, right? It's never enough. Like when they suspended Stephen A. Smith after he said you sh- I'm going to keep talking about that because it was such bullshit when he said you shouldn't hit a woman, right? Um, and they still suspended him. They went and they cut to this woman, right? This lady! And she's like, he got suspended like three days or some shit. Cost him like fucking half a million dollars. You know? And uh, because he said you should never hit a woman. And then he had the audacity to say, let's try to examine the problem from 360 degrees, you know? Um, He gets suspended like three days and this fucking woman comes on TV and she goes, I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough. I so wanted to be on TV and just be like, is it ever enough with you bitches? (laughs) See, that's right. That's exactly it. You're calling us all bitches. No, I'm not, you fucking cunt. I'm calling you a bitch. All right, that's all. It's a joke. Lighten the fuck up. Dude, I swear to God, you could go out the average woman, you could go, if you went out and you bought her a fucking Mercedes Benz, four-door, hardtop, or whatever, you know what they'd say? How come you didn't get the convertible? Not saying all of them, but enough of them. I guess we do shit, too. Like, you didn't even notice I got my hair cut. Oh, I thought you got a new shirt. I mean, we're morons, I guess. I'm I'm trying to be more empathetic as I get older, but uh, it's never enough. It's like they're treating the guy like he hit somebody. Uh, I don't know. I guess I've exhausted that topic. What do you do when you have an hour-long podcast and you don't have any fucking emails? Andrew was supposed to send me these motherfucking things, but he's on a hiking excursion. Which I understand, because I would not be fucking sending emails either. Plus, I'm doing it way early. So I'm just going to have to sit here and just fucking deal with this goddamn silence. Um, What am I going to bring to the pool party? Other than my lack of pigment? I don't want to fucking drink in the sun. You know? Hey, I'm doing another one of those, uh, what is it, the, uh, the goddamn comedy jam? I'm doing another one of those. And uh, I'm not going to tell you the song that I'm playing, but I have to go down to the fucking drum. Whatever the fuck it is. I don't, I'm not going to give anybody. Any, I wish it was a private one I know. Professional drum shop. I'll go down there. On Vine. I got to get a, uh, I got to get a cowbell. I just had to pause and wait for somebody to yell more cowbell for the umpteenth thousand time. Like it's still funny. Um, I got to get the cowbell, you know, where you, you, you actually hit it with the bass drum. I'm going to put it right next to the fucking hi-hat. I'm, I'm going to try to do a note-for-note cover of this fucking song. And uh, this is my new, like, 
This is this is my golf. This is how the fuck I have to get out of the goddamn house. I probably shouldn't have gone off like that hard on golf, right? Is that right? Oh, before I before I get off totally off the, the subject here, uh, thank you to everybody who helped uh, Benny Greb uh, raise some money for his uh, DVD project um, drum video uh, thing that he's trying to put together. I'm the worst at promoting shit, but I I appreciate it. Um, all right, and back to the. Uh, the golf shit. I probably shouldn't have been that difficult. You know, people go out, they have a good time. You know, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just already anticipating the amount of shit people are going to give me for that. Um, anyways, you know what? Let's talk about, you know, this is something I haven't talked about in a minute because I took off the fucking summer. Um, yeah, that's what I did. I took off the summer and then my whole fucking downstairs went to shit. You know, some weirdo chick emailed me. She goes, stop referring it to your downstairs. Like, she was getting something weird sexually out of that. Like, that was my issue, and I need to stop saying that. It's just like, it's like, uh, okay, yeah, I, I guess that's on me. That's not on you. When I'm talking about my house, and I say the downstairs, and you somehow are thinking about my dick and balls, you weirdo. Um, that's the type of shit people send you. All right, here's, here's what I got going on. Coming up, um, very quickly, by the way, August 21st, I'm at the Jiffy Lube Live fucking extravaganza center arena, whatever the hell it is, in Bristow, Virginia, doing the Comedy Oddball Tour. Um, On August 22nd, I'm at Jones Beach, Joe. Uh, That's not even a fucking Long Island accent. Long Island, um, Nikon at Jones Beach Theater. Oddball Comedy Tour. These are all Oddball Comedy Tours. Slashing. Slash Pay for Bill's Basement Tour. I'm doing the DTE Energy Music Theater uh, on August 29th in Clarkston, Michigan. August 30th. I'm at the first Niagara Pavilion. August 31st. uh, Whatever. Let me just fuck the pavilion shit. Uh, August 31st. I'm in Tinley Park, Illinois. The hell is that? September 14th, I'm in uh, Irvine, California. And on um, <clears throat> November 14th, I'm at the West Palm Beach Improv because I'm going to that Hurricanes, uh, I almost said Samoan, Hurricanes Seminole game uh, the next day. And the day before, the on the 13th, I'm going to that Dolphins-Bills game, which is going to be the shit. Um so anyways, that's what the fuck I got going on. And for those of you, if I'm coming back to a, a, a um, city or an area and you saw me last year, I, all I, got, I, I got a brand new fucking, I got a brand new uh, like 40 minutes, okay? I tape my act. It's done. That hour is gone. It's fucking dead to me. It's fucking dead to me. And uh, I'm coming with all new shit. All right? So there you go. Just because I'm going out because I have to pay for my fucking house does not mean that I'm going to fuck you over. I am coming with new material. New material it will be. And it's one of the great lineups of all time. A couple of those shows. uh, Well, let's click on. Let's see what we got here. Listen to this shit here. All right. I clicked on it. My internet's working really slowly lately. I don't know what that means. Hey, did you hear like like Google and all these other fucking guys that they're trying to buy up the whole internet and then you're going to have to fucking pay them a vig every month or they're going to make your website super slow? Ah, uh, you bitch. They're not even going to tell me who the fuck's on the, these 
You can't do that to people. How could you do that to people? All right, let's see. In Bristol, Virginia. Lineup. All right, here we go. Amy Schumer, Hannibal Burris, Dave Attell, Brody Stevens, Jeff Ross, uh, Chris Hardwick, and uh, Brent Morin. Look at that. Look at that lineup. Um, one of them, I think, uh, what is it? I think it's the uh, the Jones Beach one. That's the other one I'll look up before I, 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 this whole podcast goes into just a boring... Oh, that's the... Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Listen to this lineup for Jones Beach. Dave Attell, Louis C.K., Sarah Silverman, Chris Hardwick, Brody Stevens, Jeff Ross, Hannibal Burris, and myself. All right? That show should be called Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> oh! Oh, Billy Boy's going to go on early on that one. Um, all right, back to the uh, back to the podcast here. Um, all right, you know what? Who gives a fuck? I'm just I'm going I'm gonna just start reading just random uh, emails that I, I got off my uh, off my web my webatoad there. Uh, hey, Bill. Hi. How are you? Huge fan. I haven't read any of these things. I just I sort of glanced at it. Uh, you made me laugh every time. <laughs> Um, I recently saw a small interview in which you said buying a house, unless you are buying it straight up with money you have, meaning without a loan, I guess, is a stupid move. Could you please elaborate? Because I think you're out of your mind. That's not what I said. And also that was part of a longer interview and they took a 15 minute conversation and made it a minute and a half. Um, this is what he says. Let me tell you my situation. My wife and I have been renting a condo for $1,000 a month, not including utilities. Uh, Three bedrooms, garage, great neighborhood, all that jazz, the American dream, everything that the uh, American dream is all about. After a year of renting, total spent 12 grand, I decided I'm going to buy a place in the same neighborhood. Uh, I gave gave 10% down payment. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, dude. You're going to have that dick in your ass forever. Um, And my mortgage is now $870 a month, taxes included, while my rent was $1,000 for the same place like the one I just bought. Now the rent money I am never going to see again. Um, That's $12,000 gone forever in only one year, which I obviously don't regret spending since it was a necessity. However, let's say I pay for my house for 10 years, I would have paid roughly $100,000 off for it. What? Sure, I will get raped on taxes, interest rate from the bank, yada, yada. Then I go sell it. Even if the price for the house didn't go up at all, I'm going to see some of that money back. Sure, not all of it. But even if it's half of it, that's still way smarter than renting for 10 years and seeing none of it. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. You're going to present the usual argument. All right, dude. You're paying a thousand dollars a month to rent because you don't have like five hundred grand hanging over your head, and you can fucking leave whenever you want. And if anything goes wrong in the condo, somebody else has to fix it. So you're sitting there acting like you got this condo and it's eight seventy a month, and that is um, eight hundred seventy dollars a month, and that is like your only expenses. It isn't. 
you're easily paying at least a thousand bucks. Let's and you want to talk about throwing money away. If you just make the uh, monthly payment, that eight hundred seventy, like eight hundred sixty of that is right in the toilet. That just goes to the bank. You don't own eight hundred seventy dollars more of your house. You own like nine dollars more. Um, they slowly bleed you for thirty fucking years. I and what I was basically saying is that um, buying a house that you can't afford is a stupid move because all you're doing is staying in it, paying interest on it while it increases in value. The only person making money when you go to sell it is going to be the bank and the real estate agent. Those are the only two people. And um, I don't understand that whole fucking thing. Like, say you bought at the right time and then the, the fucking thing shoots through the roof, right? Your house doubles in price. And then you sell it, and then you've doubled your money. But now you need a place to live. So you have to go buy, go back into this market where everything's doubled. So it's just a lateral fucking move. All the money you made, you now got to put into this other house unless you somehow downgrade your life. Why, which, why would you want to do that? Um, the only way to make money, I think, really, in a, in a house is uh, if you can afford it and you can pay it off quickly. If you can pay it off quickly, then as the house increases in value, it's increasing in value for you. Because what happens, I feel over the years, when you're paying the interest, the interest is always slightly ahead of how much the house is appreciating in value. And that's when you didn't get completely fucked over. If you bought at the at the height of a bubble, like so many other people, um, you're upside down in your house. And you could stay in it for 30 fucking years and you still might it still might not be worth as much. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really understand what you're trying to ask me. It's just like, I guess, yeah, you, you, after 10 years, you could sell your house and you would get some money, but you're not adding them. You're not adding this money properly. Like, let's say, okay, you were throwing 12 grand a month, uh, 12 grand a year. Into the toilet, you said. But you had the luxury of not having a half a million dollars in debt hanging over your head. You also had the luxury of you can basically give a month's notice and fucking leave. Okay? Um, you don't have to go through the trying to sell the fucking house and, oh, my God, is this the, uh, you know, the wrong time to be selling it and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, fuck, the water main broke. I have to pay for that. You don't have to pay for anything. Twelve grand. Bing, bang, boom, it's all done. Condo thing, people come by, trim the hedges, mow the lawn. You don't have to pay for any of that fucking shit. 12 grand a year. Done. It's a beautiful fucking thing. Now, owning a house is a beautiful fucking thing if you buy a house that you can afford. Okay, if you can just kick the shit out of the principal. But if you're going to go in there and just pay eight seventy a month, um, as that house appreciates in value, it's appreciating in value for the bank, not for you. I hate to tell you that, sir. But that's basically it. Okay, so let's say now you're throwing eight seventy, okay, eight thousand seven hundred dollars a year. Okay, to we'll just say roughly we'll say eighty five hundred dollars a year in interest over ten years. You're talking about you know it starts to go down the more you've paid in interest. That first ten years is mostly interest. So you're going to give them like seventy five thousand dollars. You're going to throw into the fucking toilet. All right, plus all the expenses, all the taxes, all the bullshit of owning a fucking house, all the shit that I'm going through right now. Um, 
it, it makes paying $1,000 a month and not owning way better. Way better. The fact that you can just fucking leave whenever you want to. And if there's a problem, you can call somebody up and be like, yeah, dude, you know, you need to fix this. I will not stand for this. Me and my $1,000 a fucking month. So um, you're paying way more than 870 bucks a month is all I'm saying. And I'm not saying, uh, like, that's great that you actually, what you should do is are you taking that extra $130 a month that you're saving and throwing that, at least throw that at your principal, anything, to somehow start sawing away at the chains around your fucking ankles? Because um, it is a fuck over. Do this, sir. Do this. Whatever your fucking principal is, okay? Multiply your monthly payment times 12 and then multiply it times 30. And it's going to be roughly two and a half, two and a half times what the fuck uh, your loan was. Okay? So if your loan was, say, for 500 grand, you're going to pay them back probably anywhere from $1.2 million to 1.5, depending on what your fucking interest rate was. Okay? And I don't think in 30 years you're going to get a million and a half dollars for that fucking thing. And let's say you do. Forget it. You paid all the taxes and all the bullshit and had to put a new roof and fix the fucking driveway and the electrical and the pipes and the water damage and the fucking God knows what else. The termites and all the shit that happened. I mean, you'll li- if you break even, you fucking crushed it. That's all I'm saying. All right? Now, I might be a dick. I might be raining on your fucking parade there, but uh, that's why I feel like if you can buy a house that you can just pay off, even if it's a shithole, if you can just pay it off in five years, you're better to keep renting and buy a house in another fucking state you don't want to live in. Just buy that thing. Get people in there paying the fucking mortgage, and then you you pay pay down the fucking principal. You better to do that, and then sell that fucking thing, and use the equity in that to then get into a fucking house where you live, where you want to live, and uh, try to kick the shit out of the principal. But uh, that whole thing, getting into a house, and all you're asking is, what is the monthly payment going to be? You are going to get fucked in the ass seven ways to Sunday, as they say. That's what I was trying to say, but they cut out a ton of what I was, uh, what I was talking about, sir. Okay, so there you are. Was that boring? Well, they kind of bored me too. Um, let's let's steer into the boring and let's do a little more advertising. Oh Jesus, this podcast started fast and it's dying a slow, slow fucking death. Um, dude, that's just like golf. You fucking kill it on the front and I shut up. Ugh, with your slacks. All right, here we go. Um, Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Uh, Ever wonder why razors are so expensive? Big shave companies are charging you for for ridiculous shave tech you don't need. First vibrating handles, then flashing lights, now pivot ball flex heads. What next? The MP3 players over there? Enough is enough. Join Dollar Shave Club. For a few bucks a month, Dollar Shave Club delivers the world's best razors right to your door. I think Dollar Shave Club better, uh, blades are better than the big shave companies uh, for a fraction of the price. It's so easy. Go to dollarshaveclub.com. Pick one of their razors. That, uh, they start at $3, $3 a month. Come on. Come on, you tight pricks. Uh, you don't break the bank. You don't have to rest- uh, resort to cheap disposables to save cash. Dollar Shave Club is amazing. Every month they ship you um, automatically. Whatever you want, they bring it right to your house 
It's for a fraction of the cost. This should have been done years ago. Finally, somebody picked up the ball and got it right. You'll never have to buy blades again. You don't have to squeeze shaves out of some dull, dirty old razor scraping up your face. You get, a sh you get to shave with a fresh blade every week. This is absolutely mandatory for anybody that wants a great shave. You deserve better than a dull old blade. No more ridiculous shaving technology. Make the smarter choice. Join dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. All right, and finally, everybody, Hulu Plus. You've probably tried Hulu on your computer. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch shows on your schedule. Hulu Plus has all your favorite shows like Cosmos, A Space-Time Odyssey, Bob's Burgers, or Undateable, starring Chris D'Elia. And watch every episode of shows like South Park, The Cosby Show, or Doctor Who, and many more. Hulu Plus works on your computer, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, pretty much anywhere that uh, streaming, pretty much any streaming device you already own. God, I'm brutal this week. You should be blocking off a day just to binge. With Hulu Plus, you're in total control to stream these and thousands more. As much as you want, wherever you want. If you saw the giant bullet points they made to try to help me through this and I'm still screwing it up, Hulu Plus is awesome, despite my read, okay? Also, get exclusive access to stream the Criterion Collection movies. And Hulu Plus has all of them. All movies and kids' shows are ad-free, too, for only $7.99 a month. Get your shows anytime, anywhere. But right now, I'm offering my listeners a two-week free trial when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. Bravo, India, Lima, Lima. That's a whole extra week free. Please make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Bill so you get an extended free trial and so they know that we sent you. It helps us keep the lights on and gives you a better deal. One more time for, the extended, for that extended free trial, HuluPlus.com slash Bill. All right, there you go. There you go. Um, hey, Bill, I need some advice about what a girl did to me. What this fucking broad did to me over here. Uh, you see, this person says, okay, so I started talking to this girl and we hung out. And you know what? We had some fun. She's beautiful. Has a great personality. FYI, what pisses me off is the way she led me on by telling me how lucky she was to have met me. And all this other bullshit. So I started to fall for this broad over there. Uh, she's the first girl that I ever fell in love with. Uh, this is way... Oh, wait. This is, she's the first girl that I ever felt this, this way before. Now, was that me or him? She's the first girl that I ever felt this way before. No, that's him. And it's both our first year in college. So out of fucking nowhere... She tells me that she's got a fucking boyfriend, which got me fucking mad. The guy's dropping the F-bomb. I'm, I'm, I'm believing it here. So my question is, why did she lead me on just to drop me for some other fucker? Uh, is this guy Mexican? For some other fucker? Uh, I'm stupid because I still like her. Set me straight, Bill, and tell me what you would do in that situation and if that ever happened to you before. Thanks. Um, oh, Jesus. Did it ever happen? Oh, absolutely. I've been both of those people. <laughs> I've been the douche, and I've been you. Um, all right, let's see here. Why did she do that? Because she's young. You're both young. Let her go, man. She could have she done What could have happened to you is so much worse, okay? She could have, uh, I don't know. You could have married her. 
had a couple of kids with her, and then then you find out that she wants to be with somebody else. That could have happened. You got off easy. You're young. You're in the prime of your fucking life. You know, you're in your first year of college, dude. You're you're a number one draft pick. You got your whole life ahead of you. You know, I mean, like like the level of fucking ass that you could be banging right now, just out of she, she, the the sheer potential that your life still has. And what's great about it, your age, you don't really have to prove anything. All you have to do is be majoring in something that sounds like there's a bunch of cash at the end of the rainbow. You tell a fucking couple jokes, you're in there. Okay? So whatever. You know, look. Here's one way to look at it. You know, you got... Let's just say that she isn't just young and immature, because that's what that sounds like. Um, that's, that's best case scenario. She might be an absolute psycho. At which point, you totally got off easy. Because uh, she's out of your life. So what I would do is uh, what I always say. This is what you want to do. Next time you see her, you're going to look great. Because you're going to go to the gym. You're going to get fucking jacked. All right? You're going to get in the best shape of your fucking life. And you're going to start hitting on ass fucking two, three levels above her. And one of them's going to say yes. It's the law of averages. Then someday you'll run into her and be like, would you look at that fucking broken down hunk of shit that I actually was worried about? You know, now look at me. And I'm not saying this new girl isn't going to crush you too. <laughs> That's, that was bad for me to say that. I'm going to get you to the point where you, you can't trust people. But, uh, you know, so it's, a, it's one, of the, uh, one of the growing pains of finding whoever the fuck you're supposed to be with, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry she did that to you. It sucks. Um, I have had that happen to me. I was, uh, how can I tell this story without getting anybody in trouble? Um, It was one of my earlier relationships. Uh, This woman was a musician. She was a lot older than I was. And she was in a band. uh, And there was another dude in the band who was married to another chick that was in the band. And... um, you know, she quit her day job and started spending a lot of time over this guy's house writing. I'm doing the air quotes right now. Writing. Working on music. Writing. <laughs> uh, the dude's wife was getting upset. Was saying, I don't like you spending all this time with this other woman. He said, it's innocent. We're just writing. We're over here writing. And... um my girl came home to me and said she was upset that this other broad would ever think that, oh, my God, how the fuck, you know, uh, that, that she would ever do something like that. She's like, I would never do something like that. I love the guy, but as a friend, I'm just over there writing. <laughs> Long story short, me and this woman break up. I start a comedy career, and about a year and a half later, I'm doing a show. And uh, who comes up to who comes up to me at the end of the show? The wife of the guy that my old girlfriend was writing with. And I say, "Good to see you." She's like, "Yeah, I can't believe you're doing comedy. That's awesome." I'm like, "Yeah, great to see you and all that type of shit." And I was like, "Hey, where's so and so?" And she goes, "Oh, she's with your girl, your ex girlfriend now." And her and I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" And uh, I realized that they probably were not writing when we were dating. (laughs) 
And I would love to tell you that I only had one of those stories, but I, I had a number of those. I had like uh, I had like three women that I know of that did that, you know. And then I fucked around too in relationships. So I mean, what are you gonna do? Well, you give some, you take some. Well, what are you gonna do? It happens. It happens. People, human beings, they fuck up. They make mistakes, you know. But you got off easy. You got off easy. Jesus Christ! I told you that fucking story, didn't I? I know I told this one before that time. I, I, oh my god. That was right when I knew I was going to be a comic. I was. I went to one of her shows, and they were in this band. I can't say the name of the band. All right, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, but they made these sweatshirts for the band that they were selling after the show, and they were all white. And they said the name of the band in like this Miami Vice pastel, okay? And it's the early 90s, so the pastel look is fucking at least, I mean, that was mid-80s. This is early 90s. So they're going to sell these after the show, and the woman I was dating said she wanted me to wear the sweatshirt during their fucking show. And I was, everything in me was screaming, going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But for some reason, I was at that age, I was, I was afraid of having a confrontation. Um, and I, I fucking did it anyways. I sat in the crowd at their fucking show. They had an outdoor show during the day, and I sat there with a sweatshirt on, written in pastel with the name of their band. Ugh. I, you know, it's unfucking believe. Why didn't I just say that? Was so much of my adult life was learning to just say no. I don't want to do this. Um, you know, because I, I had like more of a, uh, you know, my childhood upbringing was. You know, when that is like the communication that is going on as you're growing up, like you will find yourself sitting at a show wearing <laughs> a sweatshirt with pastel writing on it and not knowing that you have all the power to be like, I don't want to do this and take it off um, or just not put it on. You know, but I'm glad I didn't say no because the only way I knew how to say no then was I really would have hurt her. I couldn't just say, listen, um, I'm not wearing it. It's too effeminate. Okay, do you have any guy ones? You know, you got a black one in there with like it's written in <laughs> something other than pink and aqua fucking blue. All right. I was kidding. Who? If I, if I really loved her, I would wouldn't have had a problem. If I was really comfortable with who I was, I would have fucking, I would have cut the sleeves off. I would have tied it off, right? Just fucking skip right down the aisle, professing my love. But I didn't love her. So I don't give a shit that she banged that guy in the band. Good for her. Good on you. Lady from my life fucking 25 fucking years ago. Oh, Jesus. That was an oh, Jesus one right there. That was another, yet a the zillionth oh, Jesus moment. In my life, well, let me tell you, I had a rough one out there, you know. Um, anyways, football season's coming up. I'm so fucking excited, man. I'm actually more excited for the, uh, I'm more excited for college football. I can't fucking wait. Oh, I, let me tell you, I can't fucking wait, you know. And I don't have any dates. I don't have that many dates this uh, this fall. 
I'm just in town building up my new hour because I'm not going to go out on the road and fuck people over and do the same shit I did the last time, and then I just fuck myself over. That's not the way to do it. Um, and I'm also, uh, I got a little project that I'm writing that you guys might see the light of day at some point. You know? Old fucking freckles. Old freckles. You know, you hang around Hollywood long enough, they might give you something. I'll tell you, be careful what you wish for. Um, what did I want to talk about? Oh, by the way, if you, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy the ramblings of a man sitting in his boxers in the middle of a Sunday afternoon about ready to go to a pool party, um, and you want to donate, but you don't really just want to give me money. You want to get something out of it. Just go to uh, BillBird.com. You click on the podcast page, and you go over to the Amazon uh, banner, and you click on that. And go buy yourself something. doesn't cost you any extra money. And Amazon goes, hey, here's a couple of bucks for sending them our way. We appreciate it. Isn't that nice? Isn't that lovely? Isn't that how the world works? Um, I actually last week said underrated. And I said it was Amazon's fucking iTunes thing that they have. And these cunts, I'm, I just want the music. And now they're trying to set up this cloud thing for me. It's just like, like welcome to Amazon Music. Here's a few tips to get you started please don't exit the app while we load your library and then they got this little circle thing with that fucking cloud switch between your cloud and your computer libraries go fuck yourself why do you have to have my music this is what i don't like about all these fucking this computer shit i just can't walk in and buy something and leave they got they got to take a piece of me they got to figure out what's he into what's he doing man they're like some psycho chick. You bang her one fucking time and she's got to fucking at least get a t-shirt out of it, you know? Why, why does my music have to live on your site? I hate that fucking word. They're just they're trying to hang on to you to, to just keep getting more fucking money. They're like, they're like leeches. I'm just going to go back to buying records. I swear to God. You know, the only thing I do like about you know, the iPod and the iPhone is that you can listen to all that music while you fucking walk around or you're in the car. That's tremendous that you can actually do that. But um, other than that, the fucking trade-off. These fucking assholes. I hate when I, like, I even, I even go into stores now and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just paying cash. I'm just paying cash. And they still scan something. They always scan something. Oh, you want to make sure you get the discount. It's like, let me get this straight. You just went out of your way to, to have your company make less money and they're okay with that. There's no fucking way that's all that is. That is somehow trying to collect data. At the very least, the fact that I paid cash, they're at least doing some sort of moving like uh, inventory of their shit. But if I use, like, what I hate is they go, hey, you got a little savey save fucking card? And I go, no, I don't. And I don't want you, don't scan anything. I'll swipe my card and then they fucking, they, they scan something. I'm like, what the fuck? Why did you just do that? Oh, I tried to tell you my... You put me in the system! I just want to get my fucking toothpaste and leave. What do you, then watch me from a fucking satellite? He switched brands of toothpaste. What does that mean? How can we get more money out of him? He's fucking assholes. I swear to God. They've done that to me at, at, at the pharmacy like two times. And as, as, as you can see, it's driving me up the fucking wall. 
The only thing that drives me even more up the wall is the people that don't that are so fucking dumb they don't care. I mean, why, why do I give a fuck what they fucking shit figures? It's like they're making money off of you. They're taking your private information, and then what they do with that is they then sell it. They share it with other businesses as they build a file on you. Shouldn't your private information or information on you, okay, maybe because you bought it in the store, it's not private, but, like, shouldn't you get a cut of that? They're setting up this behind-the-music thing where they're going to own the rights to everything that you fucking do and what. Shouldn't you get a cut of, like, hey, you know, we, we, we shared this information or what kind of toothpaste uh, you like with fucking Arm & Hammer over here, and they gave us, you know, eight bucks for that. Good, well, give me two bucks. Because if I didn't walk into your fucking store, you got, you got nothing to sell unless I walk into your store. I'm bringing something of value, and I would like my fucking two dollars. At least pay me. It's the principle of the thing. Ah, Jesus, look at that. I made it. I made it. Coming up on an hour. Fucking tremendous. Um, all right, speaking of downloads, I was talking last week about that Aretha Franklin. I want to try to download her early albums, like in, like complete albums, because, uh, you know, because she's Aretha. And all they do is just play her fucking, her greatest hits. You know what I mean? They don't have shit like this, you know? This one, listen to this shit. Come on, where was that song? They always play Respect. You better think. They never play this song, you know? I want to be free. To fly away. Come on. And sing to the world. She's the shit. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, iTunes didn't have it. I can go over to Amazon. This is the more mom and pop place. How fucking dumb am I? You know, I just realized I'm bitching about this thing and I actually have a banner of them on my site. <laughs> I'm in bed with these whores. Um, oh, Jesus. You know what that is? That's hypocritical behavior. Or am I just that stupid? We'll let you decide. Well, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. I'm really excited about football, college football coming up. Um, baseball playoffs. I always playoffs. I like those, you know, October. Uh, the Red Sox have completely shit the bed. I guess they let everybody go. And you know what's weird? That's when I get into them. That's when I love them. I was sitting there rooting for them against the Angels. Every time I looked up, they were fucking losing, you know? But Pedroia's still getting up there, swinging for the fences. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, any football predictions, Bill? Uh, no. No, I have no idea what's going on. I don't watch the draft. I don't play fantasy football. I don't collect football cards anymore. I am completely out of the fucking loop. I have no idea what's going to happen. I think the... Uh, I think the Jets got a little stronger. I think we got a little weaker. I think Buffalo got a little stronger. I think, you know, we're, we're kind of in our swan song of Tom Brady. He's in the final third of his career. He has the ability to win another Super Bowl, but I just don't know if we're going to be able to get him the right players in time. Uh, that's what I'm kind of feeling. But, hey, the end of it, he, he won three of them. You know, can't get mad about that. And he's also one of the legends, right up there with Larry, Bobby, Teddy Ballgame, Bill Russell, and all those motherfuckers. 
Um, and uh, okay, that's it. That's the podcast for this week, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies. Okay, let's be fair to the women here. Okay, they want equal rights, so every once in a while you have to go second. Gentlemen and ladies, I am off to a fucking pool party. Uh, I hope I'm not going to be sunburned. Um, oh, it's just the worst. I'm going to feel like the boy in the bubble. I'll be the guy like under the umbrella with my knees up in my chest. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that my skin is this fucking light and that sun does what it does to my skin. I've been to Ireland. I've been there. It's sunny. I don't get it. I guess Scandinavia when you get out in there. But I don't have any Scandinavian blood. Where the fuck did that come from? Scotland. Guess it rains all the time. I don't know. I think I'm just weird. All right, everybody. That's the podcast this week. Go fuck yourselves. Have a wonderful week. And I will talk to you next Monday. Thank you.